Recording now. Sound check. Let's all say one nice thing about Jeremy. Jeremy, I think you're a very funny dude. You've got yeah. a very taut ass. Mm-hmm. You, you clap on time all the time, but no one knows. Clap on time, so good. You don't. Hey, you don't get to compliment yourself. That's not what this oh, is about. I thought I was part. I guess I'm no one. No. Okay, now you have to. Now you have to do round two. Round two. You look great in a, a long john with with sheath. <laughs> you murder the best. Do the best murders. <laughs> do, do the best murders. Yes. Does that do mean I do murders. the best murders or I murder the best people? Exactly. You murder. <laughs> yes. What does it mean? Welcome to Hear Something, a conversational podcast between three dingus boys. Myself, Josh, and my good pals, Jeremy and Mitch. We clap on three, we clap on, we clap on three still, but we count to five. Uh, speaking of five boys, hear something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I try and surprise you boys with it every week, and you've grown you never... so accustomed to it. Oh, yeah. what's that? I'm, last I'm last week you got me. I'm not going to be <laughs> fooled again. Oh, no. Oh, me. Oh, crap. Suddenly there's a microphone and computer in front of me. I didn't know we were recording. Oh, shit. How did I get here? <laughs> I bet you're wondering how we got here. Detailing uh, specs about the PlayStation 5. That was terrible. I want to take that one again. <laughs> mm, nope, you don't get to. Specs. You don't get to. Go ahead. I'm in control of the editing. No. Here's something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Sony has announced some details about the upcoming PlayStation 5. They haven't really announced a name yet either, but the next generation of PlayStation consoles. Would you boys like to hear about it? Did he actually name the PlayStations? I thought they were just PlayStation, PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. PlayStation 1 is one yeah. again. Oh, okay. Um, so this one will have backwards compatibility. Hell yeah. How far back? Uh, they've only said four, but there are rumors speculating that maybe there could be some sort of workaround to get us all the way back to PlayStation 1. Yeah. Sony has a patent for uh, a new type of, uh, I don't want to call it emulator, but like some sort of software workaround that allows it to play older generations of, of uh, games. Hmm. But it's just a patent, so nobody knows if that's going to be in the the PlayStation 5 or not. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they, they started putting all their older games on, like, a, a web store for the PS5. Yeah, just having a store. Well, that's kind of what everybody's trying to do right now. Um, Xbox has the Game Pass thing, and they've allowed backwards compatibility between the 360 and their original Xbox. Mm-hmm. So they are technically still selling you those old games, in a way. Uh, PlayStation has the PlayStation Now service. Nintendo is the worst one by far, because they kind of sell you everything carte blanche, like per every new uh, console cycle. So it's oh. not like... So if you bought a game on the Wii, yeah. let's say like Excite Bike, and they re-released it for the Wii U, you had to pay a fee to upgrade it to a Wii U license. And they haven't done anything like that for the Switch, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did it again. That's kind of poopy. It is kind of poopy. That's why everybody was kind of pushing for backwards compatibility this generation. I yeah. mean, Nintendo definitely <laughs> builds games for their consoles. Their consoles are very, like, gimmicky. And... Yeah, yeah, Nintendo's in a walled garden situation where, yeah. that the other two just can't really afford. But yeah. um, also, uh, some more information. That the processor is going to be based off the AMD uh, Risen 3rd generation, which has been generally That's well-regarded. Cool. Okay. And surprisingly powerful. Because uh, when the PS4 and the Xbox One launched, a lot of the reception was kind of tepid. 
as far as specs were concerned, because it was already outdated hardware that they seem to have been releasing, whereas this kind of seems to be cutting edge, if not yeah. get, getting out there before. I mean, depending on when uh, the, the actual stuff they will, like AMD and, and Radeon, which we'll get to in a second, will be releasing their stuff, mm. you may actually get it out first before like general PC consumers can get it, because this is all custom architecture. Yeah. yeah. So, and, uh, uh, I know I just mentioned it, the, ra- the GPU is going to be based on uh, one of Radeon's Navi line. I don't know if that means anything to you boys. Hmm. It's all just words. PC parts yeah. just name themselves after fucking things. And... Yeah, it's marketing buzzwords. <laughs> just after right. things. But the most interesting thing is that they're doing a custom uh, SSD for this one. They've increased... Uh, hmm. I don't want to get too much into details, but basically they've increased the, the communication speed between the hard drive and the, the, the CPU and, and the motherboard and all that shit, whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, they're looking to eliminate load times entirely. So they like increase. They'll the- be able to stream like assets instantly. One example they use is they uh, they did a fast travel in a PlayStation Four Spider Man where they, yeah. they moved them across the city, and on the PlayStation Four Pro system it took like fifteen seconds. It took zero point eight seconds on the hardware. Oh shit! Whoa. Yeah. yeah, and the whole time, and it streamed seamlessly. They even paused. They did it again and paused it at certain sections to show that look, assets were streaming in at full resolution, and and you know. It wasn't like a, a trick or anything like that. Is this going to be a, a, a separate thing, the SSD? Uh, no, that's that's like one of their main uh, selling features that's going to be baked into it. So this console is going to be like six hundred and fifty dollars. I think I think four ninety nine. I think it's going to be floating around the five hundred mark, which isn't. Um, I mean, historically, it's happened before with the PlayStation yeah. Three. That one kind of came out at a higher price point. But if yeah, this is what I feel like the next generation of consoles is going to have to do in order to attract consumers mm-hmm. to upgrading their console. Because, like we've touched on before in this podcast, we're in a very iterative stage in graphics. Yeah. Well, the so, whole 8K thing is like the... They are saying this will be able to do 8K. Yeah. They did say PlayStation 4 would be 4K, but it's not native 4K. What it does is an interlaced uh, 4K resolution. Oh. Yeah. Which, it's not true 4K. We're not going to get down into specifics of, of what that, that difference is. but Yeah. So, I mean... I don't think so, it'll be native 8K, but it it'll be able to output an 8K signal. So PlayStation 4 had a, a like an old fashioned uh, magnetic hard drive. Uh, I think it had a hybrid. Okay. okay. Yeah, and you you had the option to upgrade it, but uh, the only thing with the SSD that kind of speed and and I don't think they'll be able to. Uh, I'm thinking we're looking at like a one terabyte hard drive at ship. Which yeah, really that's I pretty mean, big, yeah. They'll, no, they'll it sounds big until you get into like 4K assets, and each game is going to be like over oh. 150 gigabytes. Yeah. So you're looking at less than half a dozen games. I'm sure they'll like. I'm sure they'll give you options. I'll put out like a fucking, you know, 500 gigabyte, a one terabyte, a two terabyte, and just increase the price based on that. Yeah, I'm not sure will. if they'll do that or if they'll sell like proprietary hardware swaps or something like that. Yeah. Like mm. you can buy one and plug in, plug it in yourself. But I mean, generally, having more than one SKU has been historically bad for console launches. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the 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 last sort of batch of of PlayStation Four games actually tempted me into getting a PlayStation. <clears throat> Nor so at any other time, I would say get one, but it would be a very bad time now. You must. Well, wait and that's PlayStation that's 5. the thing. If 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 this is going to be going backwards compatible, then this this might be the one. Because if they're putting out games that good. If they put out games that good mm-hmm. in like quarter four of 2018, and I could play those and the new good games that are coming out on the new one, 
I will say this generation for Sony has been like the perfect storm. Like they've they've yeah. outpaced Xbox at every turn. Their first party lineup shit has just been stellar, especially yeah. this last year. Like mm-hmm. I feel like last year has been like the swan song of the PlayStation Four. <laughs> we'll see what Last of Us Two does, but and, and speaking of like God of War is still winning Game of the Year awards and all sorts of other uh, other things. Like I think it's just won at the Baftas. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was the last thing I saw. They're they're doing a, a big uh, a victory lap right now, like one year later, like thanks for playing sort of thing. Yeah, and uh, that game did not run spectacular. I mean, it ran stable on a PlayStation Four Pro. I hear it chug on the uh, the OG PlayStation, so I'm curious to see like what a PlayStation Five will do for that. Yeah, that's cool. Like they're actually putting work into 3D audio as well. Um, yeah, the, yeah. They said ray tracing is going to be in there, but they're more interested in using ray tracing for audio than visuals, hmm. which is interesting. I don't even understand what ray tracing is. Also, it's basically uh, instead of simulating. How, how do I? Give me a second to put my thought together on this one because I don't want to sound like a. Complete well, I idiot. can tell you what I think it sounds. It sounds like they just have a guy on the ground named Ray, and they trace an outline <laughs> around it with chalk. Ray died there. There's a chalk outline of Ray's dead corpse. That's exactly what it is. You're right. Mm-hmm. And Georgia was on his mind. Um, did you guys see the video? Someone put ray tracing into Minecraft. Yes, <laughs> it's very funny. So ray tracing <laughs> no, instead of like lighting and stuff like that normally what they would have to do is kind of manually figure out like lighting and shadows and all that stuff and 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 directly input what this does is like simulate like rays of light bouncing off things so it okay it's like it computes that sort of thing yeah and it'll it'll be able to do that with any sort of projection simulation that you're looking to do yeah any sound anything yeah Yeah, okay that's the way which is pretty fucking cool if you really think about the way like sound waves bounce off of different materials differently. So mm-hmm. if they can nail that, like how an empty hallway will sound like real, you know, clacky and stuff like that, yeah. and softer echoes and in more full rooms and stuff, it's mm-hmm. it could be promising. And they're they're they haven't given up on VR. They said VR is very important to them, which is not surprising considering they have the most successful VR platform out of the main yeah. three. Yeah. Um, I may be completely misinformed, but isn't ray tracing a, is that an engine thing or is that a game by game thing? It's a, right now it's a game by game thing. Uh, oh, actually okay. NVIDIA, NVIDIA announced it as like, uh, solely for their new RTX line, yeah. but they've just released a patch not long ago that, um, enables it for their GTX cards, which came yeah, out. It's part of the driver for the, that thing, right? Like yeah, but it doesn't run great on the older cards because it doesn't have the dedicated uh, hardware inside of the video inside of the graphics card. Yeah, like the RTX no. does. But it is possible. It's just it's very in- CPU intensive. Yeah, that makes sense. So, but I mean, sense. we've just seen like the first three examples of games. It was like Tomb Raider, Battlefield Five, and Metro Exodus were the first three games to actually use it, and it wasn't very. I have a feeling it wasn't very well optimized. So yeah. We'll see I mean, it they still look like the current generation of games. <laughs> they yeah. still look, yeah. But I will say this, it's good that the consoles are talking about it because that means it will become an industry standard because yeah. developers will have more incentive to actually put development time into it. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. That's yeah, interesting. I look forward to the, the announcements of this. So, I'm surprised they're still going with physical copies of games. They, they said that in there. But they don't know if they're going to be on Blu-ray disc or something more exotic. Is what the article says. Dude, if it if it's not if it's not this generation that kills physical games, it's next one for sure. It's coming it's up like on a thumb drive. Like, <laughs> you know, Xbox just announced their their digital only Xbox One. Yeah, yeah I it's a disk plus drive. Yeah. It they saved like some money. money. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. They didn't. They didn't cut the price enough. It's still one ninety nine. Oh. I think. 
it's fifty dollars less than their disk drive system. Companies barely make profit off of physical discs because, like, they have to go through three different companies for the packaging and the manufacturing and the burning. And they do, but because like internet infrastructure isn't a standard all over, they still have to yeah. do it. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Like I, I work with some people who live like in a, a couple towns over, and their quality of internet is vastly different from what we get. Really? Yeah. If you don't, if you don't have the internet, can you play all PlayStation games, or do some of them require internet for like DRM checks and shit? You I know? think the the DRM check thing is kind of done with, okay. especially for consoles. Yeah, it it all depends on the type of game. Okay. But as far as like single player games and stuff like that, no, you're fine. Like got a warm and then. Spider-Man and all that shit. No, you really just need the internet for updates. After that, you're on your own. Hey, that's cool. I was just curious. They should do what's the uh, the the PSP had the, like the mini discs. They should just put games on. Oh those. yeah, the UMDs. <laughs> <laughs> those things were fucking cool. It was like a disc and a cartridge. Like, Universal mini disc. Media disc. <laughs> mini disc. Fuck you. Ultra <laughs> mini disc. <laughs> Ultra man disc. Ultra man dick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> whipped it out so ultra. oh man speaking of perfect segues did you guys see that uh, Ubisoft is giving away AC Unity for free this week what why are they doing that for we'll sign the up for that uh, the, the fire uh, the, the big old French palace uh-huh. uh huh yeah God's God's uh, Paris house caught on fire and, uh, <laughs> God's, God's vacation his, home his summer home yeah. his summer home in Paris summer's there with uh, the hunchbackman uh, yeah, just in honor of the Notre Dame fire, and, and I guess since AC Unity wasn't really doing a whole lot for them anyway, they just decided to give out yeah. uh, the copy for free to everybody in honor of the Their country. official statement was so everyone could see the beauty of Notre Dame because it's in the game. I will um, say it's a pretty fucking cool gesture by them. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Quality don't know of AC you, Unity aside. I don't know if you guys saw the... the, the post from the, the person who modeled Notre Dame in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, basically they were saying like, they, they used that current, like at the time Unity was put out, they used that current model of Notre Dame. So that's exactly as it was before the renovations, before the fire and everything. Hmm. Yeah. Which is cool. People forget like how much work the Assassin's Creed team puts into like, whenever they pick a a, a real world location, they go to those locations and and do a lot. They spent two years. Working on the Paris yeah, like location. laser mapping it and stuff. I mean, right. yeah, a huge amount of their budget just goes to paying the scouts that go to locations and, and draw and map and. Yeah, they've they've they don't uh, sort of looking for they don't really make like press releases as much on that stuff. And I remember when like the first couple of Assassin's Creed games, they were like, yeah, you know, we spent like a painstaking amount of time going to Rome and Italy and Greece and all these places and like taking pictures of whatever architecture remains and then studying like the, <laughs> the archives on, on what used to be there and stuff like yeah. that. They, mm-hmm. they fucking put a lot of it's they're very detail oriented and meticulous when they re- rebuild these cities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's why I kind of didn't like the last one so much because uh, it felt like they had more um, liberty to take with like they really like the one in Egypt. They really only had like a few pyramids and the Sphinx and all that to, to go by. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean like that, that game's still gorgeous, but I get what you're saying. It was just like, Sort of uninspired. Yeah. And the next one's supposed to be taking place in London, which I'm excited about. Oh, yeah. Jack the Ripper. Didn't they just do one in London? What's the yeah, one? it was the brother and sister. Syndicate, right? Yeah, was, was that, that one in London? Victorian, Victorian London? I yeah. Know. Yeah. Well, hmm. I guess I'm surprised to see them going back to that one so soon. Maybe they're doing a different era. A different comedy. Yeah, probably. 
man, I would love to do some London skullduggery. <laughs> there was a, a headline I saw. They did have to increase their server capacity recently due to an influx of players. <laughs> I can see that happening. And people yeah. are like uh, reverse Steam bomb, like uh, review bombing it on Steam. Like really? it's getting glorious praise now, yeah. <laughs> oh, the internet's such a weird place. Yeah, the internet's so bad. <laughs> so here's something. Um, Pepsi had plans to make an orbital billboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would uh, fly around um, the world and advertise Pepsi Cola. Yeah. Um, basically, it was it was basically for a, a a fictional soft drink company was the illustration that was made. But I think they were going to use it for a, a energy drink in Russia. What's it called? Afterburner or something? Like uh, I don't know their name. I forgot where it was. Yeah, it's, it's like an energy drink focused at gamers. Only is that what it was? Adrenaline it Rush. Adrenaline Rush. It is, it is yeah. Kerosene Plus. Kerosene Plus for the gamers. <laughs> <laughs> so they were going to set up satellites that would like glow and fucking advertise a general Adrenaline Rush in the in the sky. Am I the, the only one sky. mad that they didn't do it? <laughs> it's funny because there was an episode of... You ever watched this... Uh, uh, what's the name of it? Uh, C Lab yep. 2021. Yeah, where they're like, you're like, we're gonna make a billboard that goes around the world, and they're like, well, won't that cause problems with the ocean? They're like, we'll make big waves, but kids love to surf. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. It's, it feels like the kind of shit I've been waiting to happen ever since watching like The Fifth Element and like other like cheesy 80 sci-fi movies. Well, yeah. good, just you wait, because instead of this, they're making a Pepsi Man mech that someone's going to fly around. If you're not drinking Pepsi, they're going to eliminate you immediately. Fucking gonna... finally. I'm so sick of telling people <laughs> how much better than Coke Pepsi. It just, it just says, is Pepsi okay? And they kill you. It's Pepsi, motherfucker. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's kind of funny. I mean, could you imagine the, the night sky just being all just fucking advertisements? Like, you I can't think... even go out. And see the stars just advertisements. Man, someone yeah. would destroy that thing. Someone would. Who would? People Who? with gun. People. People with guns. Neil Armstrong. Neil, Neil Armstrong. <laughs> Pepsi sponsor the show. We'll let you launch our podcast in the space yeah. over Russia. You yeah. Can launch me into Russia. Um. So yeah, it's pretty funny. I don't know, but it's crazy that they they had plans to do this, and it was like they were all ready to do it, and then they're like, no, we're not good. Like. Pepsi Russia was like, yeah, we're going to do it. And Pepsi US was like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> Pepsi, yeah. Pepsi yeah. Russia oh, was man. like, oh, das Vedanya. Launch that shit, son. Oh, good Privet. Racism aside, I am really disappointed they decided not to do this. Yeah. I feel that like someone like, else is That is like it. some next level future, like sci-fi futuristic shit. Well, Elon Musk fucking launched a car into space and just left that floating around. Yeah, and I can't see that, and it doesn't remind me to drink Pepsi every day, so. Yeah. The car hasn't been reminding you guys to drink Pepsi? Drink No. Why have I, why have I bought all this Pepsi? There's a voice in my head saying, okay. hi, I'm Tesla. <laughs> hi, I'm Tesla. <laughs> Remember to drink your breakfast Pepsi. My your name's bre- your Robert Pepsi. H. Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Did you drink your fourth Pepsi today? Of course, I'm I'm an American. <laughs> I'm not I'm not an animal. <laughs> I'm a Pepsi loving American. Thank you. I heard a, I uh, like we get our kids Happy Meals all the time, and like the the kid sized sodas on there are like a a Japanese large. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and I can't stop thinking of that fact every time I see them holding one. <laughs> a cola. What is it like? Oh, Sixteen ounces? I imagine. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's like a twelve ounce in Japan is pretty big. They don't drink a whole lot really? of soda. Yeah, I think eight ounces like they're small. 
that's like on Parks and Rec where like the baby size is actually <laughs> if you called liquefied that. a baby. Yeah, because it would be the size of a liquefied baby. <laughs> it was like 164 ounces. They do a lot of they do a lot of bottled sodas there that are bigger, but I don't think like restaurants serve big sodas. I don't know. You ever seen those uh like Picaro sweat uh sweat and um. Hatsune or whatever that that soda pop bottle with the uh, ball at the top is. They're uh, pretty small. Ramune. Yeah, they're pretty small. Ramune. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are like 16 ounces. I don't know. Could you imagine if they made the sign and it just got hit by a piece of space junk and just took out like a letter? And they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, it's going to oh, cost dang. so much to repair this shit. <laughs> it says Epsi. It says Epsi now. What are we going to do? Change the Epsi name of the Cola. company. <laughs> I think it was like between the satellites, it was going to use like, I don't know giant sheet like solar sheets that would represent pixels or something like that yeah they were gonna put those uh those things that reflect light basically it would reflect light from the sun that would be awful and just burn all of us like ants under a uh, magnifying glass oh that wouldn't be awful i'm ready for (laughs) that i'm waiting to hear the bad part in all of this so far all you've done is sold me on the idea of space billboards i want to get my very disappointed in pepsico i want to get my tan on with the sun come on the podcast olga mangova come on the podcast he said or she said, I'm not sure, orbital billboards are the revolution on the market of communications. Oh, it is a she. Come on the podcast. Okay. I'm going to send some text up to the space billboard. What if someone hacked it? Oh, Jessica, man. Jessica, text me back. Pussy. That's what they're worried about, that picture of Vladimir Putin with the makeup on and a rainbow background getting up there. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be really, that'd be really good. <laughs> Fucking troll level. <laughs> Blade just put, Runner. Just put some goatsy up there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. We finally have pictures of the black hole. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> just reruns of Friends up on the billboard constantly. It was a startup company and I was looking to do it, too. Which is kind of crazy. God, like, how, who start, starts a startup with that as the plan? <laughs> yeah. How fucking much sweet talking do you have to do to investors? Yeah. No, no, no. It'll be a bit more in space. And how does this make us money? Oh, there's this in space. There's actually a federal <laughs> law against it in the United States. That That's you good. You can't do this. Yeah, NASA owns that. NASA you owns all the black parts of the sky. Obtrusive space advertising. It's not allowed. Obtrusive space advertising. Enforced by Space Force. They give you the Space Force theme song. Advertising in outer space that is capable of being recognized by a human being on the surface of Earth without the aid of a telescope or other technological device. That is how the law is described. Boy, that's right. a terrible theme song. <laughs> so, <laughs> sounds more like legal jargon. It's such a weird way of written, being written. Okay. But that is my something. I'm glad oh. you cut in with that because I was going to do some very terrible singing. Okay. All right. So, speaking of things in the sky... Have you I guys been you. catching all this rain? <laughs> I love you. No. Oh, are we talking? Oh, I get what you're doing now. Okay. You can lead a Mitch to water. Man, you're hopping all over the page. Boys, here's something. Yes. Uh, the risk of nay or the risk of name. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a risk of name. The risk of rain two dev team is doing a really, really good job. Fuck yeah, dev team, come on the podcast. Cool, cool, okay. cool. Next topic. Um, okay, Katana Zero is a game that <laughs> I'm I've been playing. <laughs> how, are they, how are they nailing it? Um, Josh, you've been, you've been playing it. You don't need to feign ignorance to ask me. Mitch, this is part of it. This is, whole, this is all part of it. How are they nailing it? Because I haven't been playing the game. Well, no. JB, I'm so no, glad you asked. No, it's very important to me that Mitch knows. That. <laughs> 
it's very important that Mitch knows this is this is all part of the song and dance of doing a show. JB, no. JB, I'm glad you're the only one that's asked me that question. Yeah, for real. As the huh. as the person who hasn't played the game, um, mm-hmm. with I'm gonna edit all my bullshit out, and <laughs> you're you're gonna start off saying that and sound like a real fucking weirdo. It's gonna be. I always sound like a real fucking weirdo. No. <laughs> um, I forgot we where I was. About. Okay, so here, how, here we go. <laughs> as the person who's never played Risk of Rain two, how are the devs nailing me? I mean. It, I'm so glad you're asking me that for the very first yeah. time this episode, mm-hmm. JB. I'm so glad that question came out so easily and without a five-minute preamble. <laughs> that had to be trimmed uh, down for obvious we the reasons. people of the United States. Are... Okay. Well, we're on the fourth week of Risk of Rain's uh, early access Ooh. dealio, and mm-hmm. so far they've released uh, three major patches and like three or four additional hotfixes nice. to the game. Um, they've changed a bunch of bosses. They've they've done some pretty major balancing. They've uh, buffed and nerfed characters, just making sure everything feels good to play. Uh, while also... Fixes in your area. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what? You're welcome. <laughs> this son of a bitch is making super hot fixes. So hot. <laughs> Click hot to find out why. Fixes. <laughs> I want to talk Jesus to you now. Christ. <laughs> um, talk the hot fixes in your area. But yeah, so in, in under four weeks, they've put out like six or seven fixes and patches. Wow. It's a small um, team, isn't it? Isn't it like just a few people? I think it's like, it might be up to 20. Oh, okay. I thought Since it was like what's what's more three. Than Hopu Games, uh, for Risk of Rain 1, I know it was like five people. Yeah, um, okay. But this one's a little bit bigger since, you know, they have funding from Gearbox. Yeah, as we've talked about, um, they had a whole another dimension to deal with. So yeah, it definitely shows that they've that they've increased their numbers because um, like they have a, a whole small group they dedicated. Have they have a hole, and they also have a small group of people <laughs> dedicated to uh, listening to player feedback and communicating with yeah. people. They have a they, they have, have a, a PR that team. You can, yeah, yeah, they have a they community have a, outreach team, and they have a Discord you can reach through. Um, like in the game, there's a little menu that shows you their Twitter and their Discord. That's and, cool. it's cool, and it's cool because in the Discord, all the mods are there, and all the mods are active every day. Um, like talking are the, to the mods fans. actually devs, or those are just the the devs, the devs, guys? yeah. Okay. That's um, cool. They're active every day, and they're like talking to people who like the game, and they're, uh, oh. you know, there's like oh. separate sections for for requests and for um, bugs and yeah. Uh, that's cool. I, I worked on I worked on a piece of software like using it with a company, and they had like a their own little Discord type thing like that where you could just go yeah. talk to them about it. It's really neat. That's pretty yeah. awesome how they do that. Um. So yeah, there's like every single dev that's currently working on the game in that Discord talking to the players, which is fucking unprecedented. Yeah. Um. Just recently, because they hit, I think it was sixty thousand players. Wow. Um. They they announced that they're gonna release a 2019 roadmap. Oh, cool! Which there's a bunch of stuff in the game right now that that has just like a little icon, like hammer icon over it, saying it's under construction. Yeah. See, I want to go in there and ask them stuff, and I'm worried. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm worried it's stuff they've either addressed or been asked like a thousand times already. Like my favorite mode in uh, the first Risk of Rain is that one where you'd go to open a chest and it would give you the option to pick what item you want from the entire catalog. That's, that's going to be in the game. Artifacts are being worked awesome. on right now. Um, yeah, basically they're they. It's just been sort of a vague like, oh yeah, this is being worked on, and now they're gonna announce a thing, or no, they're mm. gonna release a thing that says like we're gonna release this in this month, and then mm-hmm. we're working on this character, and then we're working on this game mode. Nice. Um, 
which is really cool. They're also allowing, um, there's a huge uh, mod database already for this game. Yeah. Um, and they, they, I guess they talked it out with Steam. They said they're going to allow unofficial mods. They're going to allow like unofficial modification of their files until Steam mod support is implemented. Nice. Oh, yeah. Um, so like, so a couple... you basically you go in there and you fuck with the files and stuff like that, and Steam won't like freaking backman you for having. Yeah, they won't revoke your license for modding the files. They won't. What well, um, people use this to like? Cheat? I didn't know that was a per game basis. I think it is because i mean it's working for risk of rain too. <laughs> no no that, yeah, yeah i just i guess i never realized that yeah it, to address you jeremy uh i guess i mean not to cheat where, where it would hurt anybody else but, it's I mean, a pve I guess you can enable right? like yeah. yeah it's a PVE. It's pve um and there's nothing in the file because you basically just extract a file into the config mm-hmm. um so you can't alter like your stats you can't like go into a game with 3000% speed unless you unless someone wants to make a mod for that <laughs> but <laughs> Like, it's it's really the thing where, like, if you want to ruin the game by doing that, by, like, going into the game overpowered, you can. It's like... I'm sure people do. Yeah, you're modding your yeah, own game, it's, it's up fun. to you. Yeah, god mm-hmm. mode. Yeah. Um, Has yeah. anybody asked them not to make a Battle Royale mode? Because I may join the Discord and do that. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're <laughs> thinking about it. Because there's... I was super wrong uh, when, I, when I lied and said there was PvP when I first talked about this game. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's not... That's okay. That oh, was I a do joke. Remember you being wrong. It was a complete yeah. joke. That, that it was a joke. Deep. I pranked. All <laughs> it did allow you. me to come up with that sweet ass player versus precipitation joke. Yeah. So it's not all it a wash. Did. Yeah. Um. And then lastly, they're they're just in general being. I think like every day they have, uh, like a new message. Like, hey, this was from the first game. We're gonna put this in. Or like, this was nice. too hard to try to model in 3D. We're not gonna put this in. They're just being very open about what they want to add in. Yeah. Um, what they want feedback on, and then what they are i guess not prepared to do i guess um, I, I love how quick to respond they are on things too like whenever yeah. the game first launched in early access one of the hugest complaints was like uh f- like tick damage from fires wasn't scaling properly or scaling yeah. unfairly the the later in the game you got and instead of being like well we'll get to that once we finish the stuff we're already working on they hurry up fix that push that patch out so well, that they, people will continue to be happy hmm. with the game. what they did with that is they took fire damage out of the game for a day mm-hmm and then they they added it back in, uh, uh, like a little different, saying like, please just bear with this change for now until we figure but out see, something. They recognize that people are unhappy, and instead of yeah. like making people wait, they just like, well, we'll just take it off for now, so that yeah. people could have fun. That's cool. Um, which is really cool. They actually uh, just released the the first like official uh, release of the fire damage. They scaled it back by like forty five point five percent damage, and they lessened the proc of it by huh. uh, by half. Which is really good. They've changed um, three of the bosses. They changed Magborn, so he's not just going up and down. Um, <laughs> they've changed uh, the Imp boss, so he's doing more damage and healing less. And it's it's really fucking cool. So, it's so and cool. all of these sound like like very minor changes and stuff until you play the game and realize like how many times these enemies will spawn and stuff like that. Just well, seeing these little variations happening this early is very refreshing. Well, and these changes are happening every day. There's like a small update every single day for that game. Which so that's I what I wanted think... to ask: Is do you think it's kind of risky that they're like putting out new builds like this, or is it okay since it's early access? It's just like well... I mean, I'm I'm okay with it. It's like I've never seen a game, I've never seen a dev team be this hands on with a game, and I've never seen a game progressing. It's it's very small increments, but they're progressing so quickly through early access. Yeah, they're they're making sure each build of the game is absolutely perfect before they <laughs> well, do me, like this big is what early access is for though. Yeah, yeah, it should be done this way, which is like. 
I, I agree, but it's like ridiculous. It's the first team I've seen utilize early access in this way. Yeah, I like, mean that's Astro- a fast turnaround. They're doing it every um, day. And it's, every it's fucking week, smart even. because you you go on early access. This is the most passionate your fan base is going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know these are people who are sold on the idea from from the word go. Mm-hmm. Get them to work for you, not work for you, but you know their <laughs> tools. Use them. Well, you know and what the, I mean? yeah, these are people that want the game to be better right now. Right, and because they're acting quickly on that word, like people keep that enthusiasm. The fans exactly. are keeping that enthusiasm. Yeah, and if it's a if if, if like the community, I, I haven't seen this happen with this games yet. But I mean, it's a good thing because if the community has an idea that they think is great, and the devs know like no, it's a bad idea, but we'll put it in to show you. They could yeah. do that. Yeah, they could put that in for a couple of days, let people see why it doesn't work, and then mm-hmm. take it out. Because I, I've seen a lot of things from developers is like, you know, people get mad whenever we don't implement things into the games that they've been requesting, but it's because we tried it internally and it didn't work for this reason or that reason. But they, they're on a platform now to where they could, well, okay, we'll show you. Don't yeah. take our word for it. Play it yourself and you'll see why. That's the only thing I worry about, like, them putting out this many things. Like, you know, bugs happen. But I guess it's early access, so it's just what it is. Here's right. a here's a very, very cool thing. Um, so there's a character in the first game named uh, Bandit, and the devs said that maybe they'll add him in as the next character, mm-hmm. but they, they're having trouble figuring out his uh, his skill set, his abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but his files are in the game right now, and they pretty much sponsored a mod that brings those files out and puts him on the roster. <laughs> that's yeah. cool. Just to show people, like, this is why we don't have him on officially. Yeah. He's, and like, that's, he's broken See, that's right fucking now. cool. Yeah. And now, and as open to the communities are, if somebody has a good suggestion for how to balance them, they yeah. can do it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really fucking cool. cool. And JB asked me before we started recording, like, do you really like Risk of Rain that much? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to figure out if I want to spend the 20 bucks on it. Maybe I'm going to fucking get it. No, seriously, we passed 300 listens. You, you're, congratulations, you won the, the Risk it. of Rain giveaway. I, I did it, guys. You didn't even know you were entered. <laughs> you won it. Good no, I mean, free, congratulations. Get a free cruise what? to the Bahamas. <laughs> what? Oh, hey. Give me your um, social security number. So I want to piggyback on this and talk about how well the Division 2 devs have been doing. Oh, so, yeah, go for it. Yeah, so they've been uh, kind of talking, like, even when they don't add things to the game, they're talking about what they're thinking about, and they'll have a discussion, basically, um, on, like, some platforms, Reddit or whatnot, about mm-hmm. why they're thinking of implementing this game, this stuff in the game, or why they're thinking of changing this. It's pretty neat. It's uh, They've actually been a lot of discussion um, Which back I, and forth. I, I, I know well, you to and speak I had to that. A... Like I, I know uh, I noticed a big update that they put it. It was big to me because I, I really hated the attachment system in that game. Yeah. Because it seemed like it was always a balancing act. Like you put this on, but you, and then you have to like, well, this is going to minus ten percent in this or twenty percent in that. Mm-hmm. And I guess a lot of people were having that complaint because they just took like the negative effects of those out. So now like attachments yeah. are just all positives. Yeah. The only one that's not is the silencer. Thing. So like, and and the uh, twelve times scope, oh, it's yeah. such a, which makes sense because it's such a large attachment, it yeah. will throw off the balance of a weapon. I, I think they're being really good with it. Um, they're not being as active as Rusty Rain too, but um, it's it's a lot more refreshing uh, coming from uh, like Wildlands. They would just say we'll forward this to the Dev team, and like you would never hear about it ever. Well, and it may it may not be on as like a, as frequent a scale as Rusty Rain, but I know you and I had a conversation uh, the other night, never. saying like how. <laughs> Like that's a that's a large dev team, yeah. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of people they have to go through before they implement changes for them to be that vocal on that mm-hmm. big of a game. That's a Ubisoft as a whole, though. They operate with a lot of studios internationally. Yeah. yeah. So they I mean, do. every one of their games has teams from all over the globe. So yeah. to see them have that sort of reactionary speed to things, mm-hmm. it's pretty incredible on a game yeah. of this scale. Yeah, that's pretty nice. 
And so. I hope that, like, I hope, like, because, right, like, that's a triple-A game, and Risk of Rain 2 is an indie game. I'm hoping there's, like, this ripple effect for for this sort of thing, because I know games like, even, like, uh, great. games like Astroneer, the dev team did the same thing, Deep Rock Galactic, they did the same thing, where they're just, like, very vocal and very hands-on with their community, mm-hmm. so that it turns out the way that the community wants, instead of what the devs think would be best. Yeah, I will say this, and I know some people will agree with me, but this is my opinion. Ubisoft as a whole is just kind of fucking crushing it when it comes to AAA developers. Yeah. Because they they know when to let their games breathe and give them time and stuff like that. Like, For Honor, I don't think was a great commercial success, but they mm-hmm. still support it. Like, yeah. Even to this day, there's new content patches and all sorts of stuff coming out. Rainbow Six turned out to be like one of the hottest things on the globe because they let it breathe, gave it time, listened to the community, and developed for what people want. Yeah, and continue and, to do that. It keeps getting exactly. better and better. I know and people better. get frustrated and shit with, oh, this latest patch did this and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, that's that's the side effect of having such a passionate uh, fan base yeah. for a game. And, you know, say what you, I don't, say what you will, maybe the Viacom buyout like uh, scare that they were worried about a couple years ago forced them to be this reactionary or whatever. I'm not sure. Compare that shit to, like, EA and Activision and stuff like that. Yeah. For, Where they're uh, banning players for bug testing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bethesda. Yeah. 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 Uh, EA, I mean, um, Ubisoft just seems to be like managing their teams and their budgets and their 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 timelines like properly compared yeah. to the other big guys. Like whereas everybody else is scrambling to try and figure out what the next live game for them is, Ubisoft is just kind of developing what they have into being what people want, as yeah, opposed yeah. to trying to tell people what they want. And they're do they're working on stuff they're good at. Like they just they just keep making these games that are similar to the games they've always made, but they do it well. So yeah, and and you know people before before they kind of hit the, their stride in the last few years, people were kind of dumping on Ubisoft for releasing like quote unquote the same game. Yeah, because um, if you want to break shit down to their base elements, like Far Cry and Assassin's Creed, yes, you climb a tower, you you spread out the map and stuff like that. You know, yeah, they've clearly heard those complaints and it have adjusted yeah and they, they've understood that you know assassin's creed has kind of grown long in the tooth so they've gone to an every other year model but you look at siege you look at wildlands you look at division then division yeah. two and th- i mean those are different games you know um, mm-hmm. yeah. and you could kind of like you could kind of see some of their thing like you know division is, is like their mili- militaristic division <laughs> uh, pretty much all of the tom clancy stuff you know that's yeah. your realistic type type shooters you know they got far cries the stuff that they really like to kind of stretch their creativity with mm-hmm. uh assassin's creed is, is like their tried and true stuff you know sean, it, sean white snowboarding yeah sean white <laughs> and, his, and his snowboards and his snowboards that's their snowboards, i mean they, well they took they took a chance on steep and i you know i don't feel that that worked out for him because i don't i think like a kind of extreme sports game genre is just kind of kind of it's, dead right now it's dead for sure yeah I mean, unless you're going the way of like uh, like Trials, I know puts out a game like every six months, and but yeah. like, those are like arcadey, ridiculous ragdoll sports. Well, that's that's done by Red Links that just gets published through Ubisoft. Yeah, but oh, man, man, just talking about that kind of bums me out because I miss those like. There was this point in time where EA was, they had a studio called EA Big and it made all those like goofy sports games like Street and SSX and all that. Fucking miss those. I mean, goofy sports games are still like. Like rock, like Rocket League's still doing really well. There's a racing game called Distance, but it's like sci-fi racing with power-ups and shit. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of just like an endless runner, though. It doesn't feel like a true racing game. Yeah. I wish, 
I wish Ubisoft would fucking step in and make a good arcade racer because EA is clearly not going to do it. They bought up the best arcade racer out there, Burnout, and then they they folded that company into doing Need for Speed stuff. Oh, no. it did. I didn't know. I didn't know what happened to Burnout. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to th- remember the name of the uh, the developer. But yeah, I, I remember Burnout. That was a fun game. The crash. Well, that, yeah, thing. when Need for Speed started waning, they they folded that company and they combined them with the the Need for Speed guys. And then Need for Speed got revitalized, but then as like those Red Octane, I think, uh, once those guys started leaving, the, yeah, uh, the heads of those uh, those studios, like Need for Speed just kind of fucking fell flat on its face. Hmm. And now they're trying anything they can to pump new life into the series, but it's clearly not working. No, but I just miss like good arcadey fun games. Like every sports game comes out now, it's super serious. Like same yeah. racing games. You get Wreckfest. That's a <laughs> Kind of arcade. I thought about it, but even them, they're too serious on their physics engine. Oh, it's fun. I, I have it. It's fun. But anyway. Yeah. Risk of Rain. Yay. They're doing so good. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Come on the podcast. Come on the podcast, <laughs> Risk of Rain. Hi. I don't want to I don't want to take this I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Oh. I've been playing Katana Zero. Fuck! I've been fuck, I, I swear I was I was thinking of you I, knew bo- it. I was I thinking of you I boys knew. the whole time. Mm. Um so Katana Zero came out fucking two days ago. I already beat it. The game is really fucking cool. Um, have either of you boys heard of this? Hey Siri, game? how do I delete a friendship? <laughs> how do I unfriend someone IRL? Yeah. Hey Veronica, cancel all my appointments with Mitch. Hey Veronica, how do I Mars? <laughs> so, so you beat it already? I well, okay. So was the game that short, or were you just that fervent? It like it was four hours long. The story that's out right now, um, they they left they left a very obvious open end where they basically mm. told the players told the players there's going to be more. Katana one. Um, holy, holy dang, boys, this game is so. <laughs> <laughs> holy fucking dang! Holy fucking dang! This game is so fun to play. Shit. I I don't even know where to start. But it I guess like it's Strider it looks, almost. It, it looks Dead Cells ish. No, 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 no. Very far from Dead Cells. Um, basically, a I'll lot describe of cells. it. Yes. <laughs> that's that's my topic. Ending you with that joke. We're done with the podcast. Goodbye. Signing off. Um, so Katana Zero is a. I don't know what even genre to call it. Like. It's video like game. a Metroidvania. Like VHS punk, like the genre of Hotline Miami, and uh, okay, okay, okay. that sort of like, um, but it's that sort of built in that sort of world, like a like a slight dystopia and like neon colors and synth soundtrack and everything. Um, Double Dragon three or two, yeah, yeah. yeah. Double Dragon Neo, uh, <laughs> and it's a it's a two D side scroller sort of hack and slash game with a very simple time slow mechanic. Um, you can swing bullets back at people when you slow time. You can like dodge oh, certain cool. things better, um, and that's really it to the gameplay. But where the game really shines is its story involving the time slow within the world. Oh. Um, the whole thing is like you start a level. If you die, the game like does this like VHS scan line rewind oh, to the beginning cool. of the level. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing is like your character is on this drug that lets him see into the future and rewind time and redo things, which that's like super Judge Dread 
uh, slow mo drug thing, which is my I favorite. Law. Which is my favorite fictional drug of all time. So I was really the into Car- that. The Carl Urban judge dread, right? Not yeah. the Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Carl Urban's the only judge dread that I accept. Oh, fuck life. you. No. <laughs> yep. No. Sly Stallone all the mm, way. Mm, eh, well. Mm. There's no. Sly Stallone with blue contacts in screaming I'm the law at people is the <laughs> best the piece law. of cinema uh, history ever. I'm the law. It's you're wrong and that's okay. I'm gonna keep on going here. <laughs> no, Mitch, I'm gonna I'd hate to play this, but I'm gonna play the age card. Oh you're yeah. You're young, you're dumb, you're full of stupid. I'm gonna I'm gonna play my pot of greed. I get to draw three cards from my deck. Oh shit. Fuck. Well, how about this? I will play <laughs> the blue eyes white dragon. <laughs> no! Blue eyes white stallone. <laughs> shit fuck, Yugi. You beat me. Shit fuck. Shit, it's all fuck. in mine. Shit fuck. Um <laughs> fuck, fuck. So Katana Zero, like, I'm looking at the screenshots on Steam. It looks pretty cool. It looks like a uh, some of the visual style looks like a mix of like uh, Contra. Yeah, it looks like it is Strider. Like some, some Strider, Contra. yeah, Strider and Contra mashed up is, is the visual style. It's very, 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 very stylish. Very Does good. it do that weird 3D look like with the VHS thing? There was a fighting game that kind of did the same style that where it shows like the screen on the screen. Almost like a Mode Seven in the old. No, uh, it does. It does. It doesn't do, do that. Okay. No. Um, there's scan lines just when you're in uh, slow mo and when you're rewinding. Okay, because that kind of gave me a headache. That's what I was asking. Well, well, and there's like um, there's some cutscenes in the game where your character's watching a tape that someone sent him, and so mm-hmm. on the screen it shows like you watching on a VHS that's TV. Yeah, that's not. Um, I'm looking at it now. It looks like they don't they don't go like super heavy with those scan lines either. Yeah. Um, and I'll say like the the story is pretty much an exact copy of the concept from the Hotline Miami games. Uh, mm-hmm. Which which I have written here, the the grizzled war vet gets by by doing brutal murders for a shady employer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like real life. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do for my job. <laughs> um, okay, this makes more sense now. This was pu- published by Devolver Digital. This is like right in their will. Yeah, who, who fucking nails it pretty much every game they publish. Uh, they published Enter the Gungeon. I miss you, Enter the Gungeon. Oh, uh, yeah. Good news. I hear there's a second one coming out. Oh, uh, yes. Um... Yeah, this game's so fucking good. The story is again, it's like a like line for line copy of the concept from Hotline Miami, but there's so many things within the world uh, that they build upon, and and like I have written here, like every character matters. Every single character, every enemy has like if you sit in the world long enough, you'll see them talk to their friends, <laughs> and they say something about like their life. Or there's like some dialogue that reveals like who that particular enemy that looks like all the other enemies is as a character, hmm. um, which is very cool. Uh, there's a there's a central part of the story where there's a therapist that you go to, and he's the one who gives you your assignments and supplies you with the drug that you're addicted to, the t- the time drug, yeah. and uh, you progress through the story by him like hypnotizing you and reliving this nightmare that you have, and finding out like why you're like this, what in your childhood fucked you up and made you kill people and do drugs. Um, it's very very cool. I love it a lot. The soundtrack is a banger and a half i heard it's bumping <laughs> it slaps uh, it's the when you slow down time the soundtrack slows down too oh that's cool so it goes from like this really like uh like clubby synth to like but it keeps the same like drive like it doesn't sound awkward huh no it doesn't nice and it, awesome. oh man there's so many good things about this game and i love it so much the gameplay is so fucking smooth uh it's mitch it's, have you tried uh the messenger mm, no 
That's too slow. I think you should look into that one next. It's, oh, you don't like it's okay. too too slow. Too slow from boy. Um, like aesthetically, I think Super House of Dead Ninjas is a pretty good parallel to Katana Zero. <laughs> okay. Um, this just made me want to come up and go back and try Dead Cells now. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it on my wish list forever and never actually. It doesn't look like my style of game. I don't know what it, it's. It's like a two D uh, Dark Souls esque. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I remember you talking about it. Man, if you're looking for a two D Dark Souls, play a Hollow Knight. Mm, Hollow, right, Hollow, Hollow Knight is much more similar. Fuck, I've got Jotun and Titan Souls. I don't think I've beaten either one. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> the game's really good. <laughs> the topic: What games do we have that we don't play? Um, uh, the, sorry. The gameplay is really smooth. That's why, that's why I don't like to browse while we talk. Yeah, you gotta close it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but the gameplay is really smooth. There's, it's like sort of like a, a shonen anime structure. Yeah. Where you where you keep meeting like important person after important person. It's like. So is it that every enemy characters? I mean, every enemy matters, or you're saying like just like the bosses matter? No, like almost every single enemy, even even the grunts have dialogue lines. If you just yeah. sit around and wait for them to start talking. That's pretty neat. Um, which is really cool. All the dialogue options uh, are really unique and lead to different. Like, if you say something shitty to someone, you're not going to be on good terms with them, even though it's like a fairly. It's even though it's like a fairly fairly short game. It's yeah. still like really cool to to see that. That's neat. Um, yeah. It sounds interesting. If I can go on a tangent for a second, uh, Mitch, have, while we're talking about the Bulbar digital stuff, uh, did you see the game Ape Out? Yeah, I don't know. I thought that vis- that like, like uh, visual style would be right up your wheelhouse. Visually, it looks very cool. I know the soundtrack is all jazz too, which I'm into. Yeah, it's jazz and react reacts to like what you're doing on the screen yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I looked into that a little bit. It was on my wish list before release. It looks but... it looks great, but it looks very one note. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, if the first five minutes don't get you, the rest of the game's not for you. Yeah. Which and like it's the. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Uh, that same thing with Dead Cells. Just something about it just doesn't grab me. Yeah, it, well, that sounds very much a run-based game. So, Katana Zero fucking got me. That's the end of my thing. And then, <laughs> and, and, and then we'll something. take a break. I'll check it out next time it goes on sale or something like that. Because I've been looking for like, man, I've got so little free time now that I, yeah. I find usually I want the the, the big AAA experiences and stuff. But now I'm thinking maybe like the more bite-sized indie stuff is maybe where I need to start. Oh, I got so many games. Oh, I got so shit. many games for you. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch just I got well, so many Now games. I want to get through AC Unity. Or <laughs> yeah. at least explore in it. Because I really... The Assassin's Creed games, really the story matters very little to me. It's kind of like the yeah. city and the, the, the yeah. setting I'm there for. That's I guess that's probably what my biggest it's just uh, so issue mundane. with the last Assassin's Creed games were. Yeah. Yeah. You can play it for like an hour or two and then you're done. That's yeah. I, that's all I am. Gee, Katana Zero is, is 15 bucks full price. And I'd say it's 100% worth it. I know, but I kind of want to get Mortal Kombat 11 Tuesday. I mean, I'm also going to get that. I just got Katana Zero. <laughs> I know, get- but I also just spent six, no, like 45 bucks on a power more for Soul. <laughs> that's right, I forgot. Soul Rich. Is it time for everybody's favorite segment? Oh, shit. It's a. It's time for review crew. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> did you guys like what I did last week? What did you do? I don't remember. Just restarted the fucking theme song like three times in a row. <laughs> oh, yeah. That <laughs> yeah, was pretty funny. <laughs> okay, okay. We're doing it. We're doing it clean. We're doing it live, folks. Is it time for everybody's... <laughs> <laughs> Is it time Groove. for everybody's favorite segment? <laughs> all, right, all right, I'm sorry. You get this time. I really won't do it. I really won't. Is it time for everybody's favorite segment? It's time. 
Review Crew. <laughs> Review Crew, where each week we deploy drones deep within the bowels of Amazon. Find the greatest reviews of uh, Brendan Fraser's coming on the podcast. Listening pleasure. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, we love you, Brendan. Thank, Thank you, Brendan Fraser, for yeah. creating a world so we can make this podcast. <laughs> so, my first item up for bid Good. is: Do we want to start with this one? Uh, I guess we have to because it will play as well on the podcast. Sure. Uh, Cam Yuan, I don't know how to pronounce that. So that's how I pronounce it. Kamau. Kamau. <laughs> Men's cotton long johns, thermal bottoms, long underwear pants with sheath. I want to play. I want to play a fun game. Yes. I want to take a pause. I want anybody listening to immediately open up Amazon and search Long John's with sheath. With sheath. That's S H E A T H. Mm-hmm. And 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 join along with us on this visual journey. <laughs> Give them a pause. Give them a pause so they can look it up. Put some Jeopardy music. We can't afford that. All right, we're go. good. Was that? I don't know if that that wasn't Jeopardy. I don't know what that you was. You may proceed. All right, so it's basically some long johns with a little a little sheath for your dong, your ding dong, your, your dong, yeah. your ding dong dilly dang. Jeremy, you can say it. Oh, your dingus. <laughs> I love the note. It says, "Note: If you have thick, muscular thighs, order one size up with U.S. size." <laughs> <laughs> you have thick man thighs. The description of this is fucking amazing. Sexy long underwear featuring elephant sleeve and separated pouch for the balls and boys, which takes away any friction. Balls and boys. And how many? Wait, how many pieces of equipment do they think I'm running? Wait, down you there? don't have balls and boys. <laughs> do you have the standard pack or the boys. premium pack? <laughs> Mine's an L. I've got you boys, but I consider you my assholes, not my bo- not my balls. <laughs> I also like that they have discreet shipping. Like I'm worried about my neighbor seeing my fucking <laughs> long johns with my my penis pouch. <laughs> They're worried about you getting too many unsolicited offers for sex from the neighbors' wives. Yes. yes. Oh man, he's got that sheath. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I got to sheath it because it's a sword. It slays. The pen is mightier than the sword, <laughs> except for Jeremy's <laughs> case. <laughs> The, the, the penis, yeah. <laughs> we both went there. Holy cow! Okay, what? I scrolled down. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. I'm, not, you know, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna say it. I'm just gonna copy the link and I'm gonna send it to you. Is it the Alonia men's boxer briefs? No, that's exactly the Alonia <laughs> men's boxer briefs. He's just like fucking stroking his wiener. He's <laughs> <laughs> just. He's playing Stretch Armstrong with his penis. Like, I like to imagine these guys, so they, they're they underwear models, right? And they get, their agent calls them up, and they're like, hey, Timothy. And he's like, hey, what's up, Ben? And he's like, I got I got a gig for you. It's an underwear model for some long johns. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's not bad. And you show up, and you're just like, uh, guess I need to get semi I like, before I, I do like the shoot. <laughs> ultimate scenario. What? The guy, the guy's uh, agent calls him up. Hey, Timothy, I got a, I got a job for you. Am I going to have to hold my dick out in underwear again? You Tim- are going to have to hold your dick out in underwear again. Timothy shows up to the photo shoot, and everybody everybody at the set is wearing these just to make him feel more comfortable. <laughs> Even the women. Even the women have the sheath. <laughs> and they're just, like, holding out empty material. He, he talks just, to Stacy, who's doing his makeup, and he's like, Are you supposed to? She's like, Shh, 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 shh. It's fine. 
Bless, bless your soul. <laughs> Craig, the lady in the back pulls a banana out of hers. And just takes I just want to store my lifesavers in this. I, Craig's, Craig said we had to. <laughs> he has a list of things we have to do. Craig's. Craig T. Nelson shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the Mr. Incredible voice. Oh, boy. Glad to see you all in your sheets. <laughs> That was really good. <laughs> I thought <laughs> Craig pretty, D. Nelson yeah. was on the podcast. I thought he was, he's too. On the podcast. I scared myself. Hey. Josh is a method acting Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in a sheath right now. I, know, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to buy T. Nelson these. also wearing I, What if they're, like, insanely comfortable? Like, what if they, they really are? They probably are. Hmm. They are. I could tell you right now. They are. New new uh, TMTM, new idea, sheath-only underwear. <laughs> just the sheath. <laughs> what about, hold Just on. the waistband Listen with a sheath. I have, all, I have also a good idea. Yes. Put a sheath Put a sheath <laughs> in the back. <laughs> yeah. So I can discreetly, I can ship my poo For catching your fudglings. <laughs> yeah, just save it for later, you know? <laughs> if you have thick, muscular poos, order one size up. <laughs> I can just imagine a dude with the full sheath in the front and back spinning on his toes looking like a helicopter. <laughs> Doing a head spin at the breakdancing competition. Oh my god. They call me the weed whacker. <laughs> and just start spinning around in a circle. <laughs> it's so weird that there's so many underwear like this available, right? I'm not the only one that's shocked by this. Man, how long have you been alive? <laughs> it's not that weird. You uh, should know. It's pretty weird. I've never known about this underwear and there's like a billion of them. I will say, I'm not surprised that there's this many. I am surprised there's a whole market for this, apparently. Yeah, I mean, they have, they're have they selling. Selling like hotcakes. Is this is this the deep web? Are we in the deep web? Yes, Amazon is the deep, the deep dark web. Oh, man, we found it. <laughs> we found it. Not to keep diverging, but to the Aloha, Alonia men's boxers, but I love how the first picture is uncensored. The second picture, like, no fucking way, and put, like, a big red oh, circle yeah, through it. <laughs> like, now we can't show it from this angle. This angle's too raunchy. <laughs> Those are extremely thin. Holy shit! I really I quick. It's the last last tangent. Yes. On um, the customer also viewed these items. There's a brand called Cock Socks. Yes, there definitely is. We call Cock Socks. And the product is anatomical support pouch, Long John. Just to <laughs> you gotta su- support your anatomy. <laughs> you gotta support my anatomical. Gotta. Uh, how many women do you think just come look at this catalog and just pound off? <laughs> Everyone. Every single one. <laughs> Any woman with an underwear fetish. Or guy. Do, whatever. Do me while wearing your underwear. <laughs> You've got it. JB, do you, have a, do you have an opener? Jeremy, that is for sure a king. Okay. I got a first review from Kevin. Okay. And it says, okay. five stars, do me while wearing your underwear. No, it's two stars. Pouch is a nice idea, but doesn't really, doesn't really work. Ah, uh, Kev, poor guy. Hey. What's wrong? Well, okay, I'll let you know. Pros, comfortable. Stretchy material. Seems well sewn and long enough to fit tall men. Nice to wear under jeans in cold weather. Keep where are, where are they tall? Keep where your... are these tall men tall? Cons. The pouch isn't in the right place. <laughs> Unless you pull them way, way da- up or roll the waistband down three times, the pouch is just a sad looking flap that just hangs off the pants and doesn't really serve its purpose. <laughs> That's the purpose, though, is not yeah, serving a purpose. To be fair, his penis is right under his belly button, <laughs> so I can see. Kevin is a failed clone. <laughs> Doesn't even have a pouch for my penis on my shoulder. Yeah. Um, JB, were you going to read the one from Jay Cafferty? Uh, no, you go ahead. All right, Jay Cafferty says one star. Nothing like the pictures. <laughs> 
I bought this two months it's ago. It's not a man in or anything. <laughs> I bought this. My boy didn't come with him. <laughs> I just got boss. No boy. Refund. Um, I bought this two months ago, and I received it today. It looked really comfortable in the pictures, but when I wore it, it was really uncomfortable. It's not that I had the wrong size. The problem that it was tight in the area. Oh. So Jay just came um, on this. Jay just came on. Am, Jay just came on Amazon.com to brag about his dick. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I've got Can you. Can I read you boys a five a five star from Corey? Yeah. yeah. Uh, title also cozy. Yeah, I got that one. The reactions you get while wearing these out to the mall and stuff are priceless. <laughs> My daughter insists on wearing those yoga pants to the mall, so I showed up wearing these bad boys. Her friends laugh so hard. One of them actually peed herself on the spot. On the <laughs> on the pee spot. <laughs> I like Moondoggy's humble brag. Four star review, pretty nice. They would be better with a longer pouch. Oh, got him! Mm. He's so there's he's, a lot of he's, <laughs> he's so hung. Um, I kind of want to write my own review. Uh, three stars, only enough room in the pouch for two balls. <laughs> I, they should make one where it has a pouch for each ball and then a pouch for your schlong. And then everything. And an extra ball. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah, in case you have the extra ball. And everything. And for a roll of quarters. Everything's uh-huh, separated. Yeah. Like a fucking, um, what a Lunchable. Like a Lunchable. Everything's separated. Like for a you. Lunchable for your dog. <laughs> like a Lunchable for your dog. <laughs> I, I need my private separated. Like JB, JB, that's a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it Ballsables. Um, the, the Junkable. Note to self, new penis nickname, the Lunchable. <laughs> Click. That's me clicking uh, off my voice yeah. recorder. You're uh, you're, you're talk boy, like like a noir movie yeah. character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a five star review from Marson. New version mm. minimizes erections. <laughs> the fabric these pants <laughs> are made of are known to cause intermittent erections. We all know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the way the fabric rubs against the wear- wearer's genitals mm. that causes yep. arousal. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to worry about. The manufacturer inserted an erection reduction pad in the latest version of these pants. Removed from cart. <laughs> basically, now <laughs> basically they sew the stiffened fabric, pun intended, in the crouch area to reduce the look of the erections. <laughs> I we were all thinking it. I'm glad somebody had the the gumption to say how horny long johns make people. Yeah, I mean that's I'm the whole reason I wear finally, them. I'm so glad someone finally said it. <laughs> Someone's finally taking on the Long taking John initiative. industry. Um, taking the it down Long a John Revolution. Did you already read or were you planning on reading the four star from LB? No, you do that. LB says four <laughs> stars. Comfort. And they say, I like the way it separates your privates. <laughs> those little fellas were getting too Gotta close to the kerfuffle <laughs> caused by them fighting those in my fella, gym. Those fellas were getting a little too friendly. <laughs> they were slacking on the work they had to do. Sometimes I'd find the beans above the Franks. The Franks <laughs> on the other side of the beans. <laughs> the balls and the boys. Found all beans. everybody where they're supposed to Found be. Found all beans and no Frank oh, one time. That's the greatest band name. Penis up front, balls in my butt. That's Frank, what I like. Frank blacked out and w- woke up on the roof. It was a mess. <laughs> I wore these backwards. Like, I no more. No more thanks to these long johns. Thanks to these long johns. Thanks to these long johns. So that's the last of my long john reviews. Cool. Aww. My next item up for bid is the Tarot T300 Liquid Ant Bait. Short John's with <laughs> sheath. Short John's with the sheath. <laughs> it just makes me laugh so much because they always refer to a woman's vagina in Game of Thrones as a sheath. And so I just, every time <laughs> you say it, I just think of that. Yeah, it comes with one of those. <laughs> it comes with a pocket pussy attached to her front. 
sent by Ed... after what's her face, Daenerys. What's sent her by face, Ed Gein himself. I thought you were gonna say Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Sent by Ed Harris himself. <laughs> Signed by Woody Nelson. Woody Harrelson and Ed Harrelson. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> first reviews from uh, Vi. Five star review. This saves my sanity every year during ant season. Mm-hmm. And she goes on to write basically a letter. It's very fragile. It's sanity. just a diary of, of of her happenings. Day one. Ants everywhere. Oh God. Ugh. They found the garbage can. After that, they travel through the heater ducts, and there are scouts in every After room. After I buried it. <laughs> in the bathroom shower. In my bed. I put each trap on a small, flat piece of plastic wrap near each real trail and dribbled a tiny bit out onto the plastic. In 20 minutes, they are swarming it. As soon as they are diverted, I wipe the floor and my scouts with a paper towel to get rid of their scent tracks. Day two. They are obsessed with the traps. <laughs> Death is coming. <laughs> They take the goo back to their home and hopefully feed everyone. Drink the Kool-Aid, motherfuckers. Day, day, day two, death comes swiftly. I will emerge victorious in the viscera of ants. Day three, mostly gone. I leave the traps. It is ant season. Day four, gone. Lots of dead in the traps. I leave the traps. It's ant season. They will be back. God. The ants are coming. <laughs> Day 21, they are back. It's ant season. Sounds like the, the tagline on yes. a movie poster. They are back eating at the traps, but almost only at the traps. They're getting dry, so I had new traps to replace the old ones. Day 22, lots of ants, but only at the traps since I made the garbage ant-proof and scrupulous about the floors and counters. She set her garbage can on fire. Day 23, only a scout or two. I leave the traps. This continues for about three months. Me replacing the traps every month and finding the new ones. And then, thank God, ant season is over. I gotta get the house tenant. Ants live copacetically with termites. But until I can afford these, since, until I can afford that, these save my sanity. And then she goes on to say, day 23, traps are, and it cuts off because she's fucking dead. The ants have killed she's her. dead, no. <laughs> I want to come to the ant season. <laughs> Her last breath, she hit the day twenty-five. Button. Death climbs upon his steed and rides into the glorious sunset <laughs> as ant season comes to an end. Day, day four hundred. The ants have accepted me as one of their own. <laughs> day seventy-five. Death has returned now as a lover, for we have grown close over this ant season. <laughs> death pins me down and fucks my butt. Day question mark. I yearn for the soft touch of death once again. <laughs> I've lost track of the days. And it goes into like a Fifty Shades of Grey type review, so. I just, I want to make a quick note really, really, real quick here. Yes. Um, every one of these reviews is a paragraph. Yes, they're very long. And a lot of them very sound long. like war stories. Every, yeah, everybody's just telling their entire story. About these. It all started when I was born. <laughs> in the small does, town. Does of... anybody make like a, like a maternal aunt joke? Uh, yes. No. Yes, it was you right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, there Thank you. Go. Someone has like a five paragraph thing about how their aunt like just used to <laughs> watch them get dressed, like whenever they'd go over to use the pool or something. I threw a bunch of these at her and she went away. <laughs> I need to get I needed to get my aunt into the bedroom, so I put a bunch of these. Just, in. <laughs> just one of these little glue traps on the ground, and it's like a flagro woman trying to ram her nose into it, like a confused insect. Nathan, what is this? Why can't I? Nathan, help me. I need to get in there. Eat shit on Meredith. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is ant season. <laughs> it is ant season. <laughs> 
cocked the shotgun. <laughs> Not while I'm drinking. All right, uh, this review is from Giant Asian. It says, doesn't seem to work. At least it was entertaining. He goes, I got this to try to play God with the three or four particularly large ants that always seem to be crawling around my bedroom. <laughs> and it worked. I find myself in a Bruce Almighty <laughs> One day situation. I came home and saw one of the ants in the oven. Bait seemingly taking a sip. A while later, it backs out and goes about his business as if nothing happened. It then wandered off to meet up with one of its aunt buddies nearby and proceeded to make out with them. <laughs> as if to say, hey, Jim, you gotta try some of this stuff. It's delicious. <laughs> they got that good kush over there, This was man. pretty intriguing to watch until I got bored and decided to punish the hubris with a well-placed strike from my Time Warner cable bill. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? The ultimate punishment. Yes. A tactical strike from Time Warner Cable. <laughs> Let my overpayment of the HBO channel be your demise. <laughs> okay. Uh, they waited to strike at the last possible second. Uh, this is a review from Maggie McMeekin. That's hard to say for me. Sorry. Uh-huh. Sorry, Maggie. Come on the podcast. Uh, five-star review. So many lives claimed. I was sick of ants coming into my house and finding my crumbs. Sweet, delicious crumbs. I deployed the terrible liquid ant baits on Saturday night. By Sunday, a steady trail of ants were coming and going from that ant trap. Clearly, word got out and the ants were excited to get back to their homes. I watched as they worked tirelessly to deliver sweet poison to their family back home. I watched and I realized Ah. how many ants would die. Every time I glanced at the ants marching to and from their trap, I thought of how doomed their food scavenging mission was. I thought of their masses dying slow deaths. They're old and they're young alike. Yes, I was the evil supervillain that was destined to eradicate their entire colony. By Tuesday, there were no more ants. Their blood is on my hands. With great power comes great responsibility. I am worse than Thanos. With a snap of the top of a tarot <laughs> ant bait unit, I eradicated countless ant lives. <laughs> we're just part about this review. came out five years ago before it <laughs> She invented the story. That guy lives in an empty apartment with just his aunt and his laptop. <laughs> his aunt Meredith. His aunt Meredith. Just surrounded by a thousand corpses. <laughs> yeah. As warning signs for the other ants to stay away. Uh, my next product is a majestic pure cellulite cream. 87% organic tight muscles and joints and muscle pain. Natural cellulite treatment soothes, relaxes, and tightens skill. Nine ounces. Tell me the name of that cream. It's hot cream. All of those. <laughs> All of those <laughs> words were really good. It's got the hot cream. Hot cream. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, my first review is from Dwight Blackburn. <laughs> it's icy hot without the first part. Uh, Dwight, <laughs> you, you poor son. You poor guy. Uh, one star. More information about the product do and don't on the bottle or attached paper. After following instructions on the bottle, we applied all over our bodies. <laughs> we started a burning sensation all over the bodies, including very sensitive parts. We both showered so We both showered to try and get it off. Believe it just made it worse, if you can imagine. I called Nurse after reaching out to your company to be disappointed that it went to voicemail. Now, for one of us to call for immediate help, I, still, I did still leave my info. On the voicemail. Uh, doing our research online, we then found disclaimers and what we were supposed to do and what we were supposed to not do with the product is missing on the bottle or instructions with medical advice or reactions. Thank goodness our grandkids didn't get into it. I would still like... I would, <laughs> they love eating cream. I was, <laughs> they hate the especially hot cream. Especially hot cream. I would still like to reach out to someone. My name is Dwight, and he goes on the list his phone number. <laughs> and I'm here to say. My name is Dwight. Wait, what's his phone number on the review? Read it no. now. 
My, Dachshund, he, he did this to himself. My wife, Brenda, is in a lot of discomfort. <laughs> um, he should have read this review from Sean. Wait, wait, which one is it? Okay, that's, that's, that's my closer. You can do it, though. I'll give you that. Are you sure? Yeah, you do it, buddy. Okay, so Sean says, five stars. Don't you dare touch your balls. <laughs> Is, wait, that's the sequel to the movie Us. And he says... That's do the not, one he's working on next. He says, do not, under any circumstances, touch your ball sack even hours after putting this stuff on. Just don't. <laughs> 1,600 people found this helpful. 1,620 people found this helpful. There's 45 yeah. comments. Yeah. All of them are just cracking up at this yeah. guy's nut pain. <laughs> Day 47, still touching my balls. When will I learn? <laughs> when will I learn? I am the evil. Day 46. <laughs> I am the evil Day 46. my balls. <laughs> I eradicated so many ball lives. See, what Sean needs to do, he can put it on his balls, but then he needs to put his penis in a sheath, <laughs> so that way it doesn't touch his penis, because that's the part that burns. Oh, it's perfect. Get rid of all of his ball lines. It's just like some smooth <laughs> eggs down there now. <laughs> Not a single wrinkle. <laughs> The pain was worth it. <laughs> Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's hot cream. I woke up smooth like the TV censored version of Dr. Manhattan down there. <laughs> I like the, the comment from Brandy. Ha 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 ha. My kitten cosplay is complete. <laughs> this hot cream took care of my balls. They're gone now. They're gone. Thank goodness. I'm sick of them. I, ke- I keep them in the long john sheath in the drawer. <laughs> What the fuck? This one response is just like the female lower body has over 90 muscles. Picture those 90 muscles beneath your skin surface and your legs, butt, hips, and thigh zones. That's where the magic happens. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Is shit? It's a reply. Somebody typed that review one handed. It's a reply to fucking Sean's bar review. What the fuck are you going on about? <laughs> reply to that one. I will imagine that. Thank you. I needed something to imagine while wearing my sheath long johns. <laughs> Oh, boy. Don't you dare touch your balls. <laughs> not even once. <laughs> um, can I read this two-star review? I'm not yeah. going to read the name yet. You do it. The name is the name of the person is the kicker, so I'm going to wait. <laughs> um, so two stars, useless. <laughs> Didn't do anything. I tossed it in the trash. <laughs> so that's a really good review from Shoe Whore. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking whore for shoes. Shoehorn did not like the hot cream. <laughs> I hated the hot cream. Maybe. That's our title. Shoehorn does not like hot cream. Maybe prefers the code cream. <laughs> there is one where ladies like it, it. It helps smooth my butt and my under butt, <laughs> which I'm still trying and to my, my, my under butt. It helps. It helps smooth my butt and my front butt. Five stars. Also, my side and left rear impact butts. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's me once again. If you're liking what we're doing so far, do us a favor and tell your friends about the show. For updates, follow us on Twitter at Here's Something One. To watch us have some goose while playing video games, make sure to follow me on twitch.tv slash Jones and on Twitter at Jones. 
From that Twitch page, you can find a link to our Discord and become part of your new favorite community. And the last Discord you'll ever need. Well, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you again next week.